How the Left Deceives the Public. Mr. Reagan. Okay, so a little while ago, I did a video about the Oregon senators who are currently political refugees in Idaho. They have fled the state in order to stop a bill being passed, which is a bill that they believe would be highly destructive to the Republicans in Oregon, the business owners, actually pretty much everybody. But leftists are crazy, and they'll do things that hurt them because they don't know what they're doing a lot of the time. So the situation in Oregon is basically that the left-wing Oregon legislature wants to enact a cap-and-trade bill, right? Uh, this cap-and-trade bill, it's going to essentially make it a lot more expensive to conduct business in Oregon for some industries, right? For some businesses, factories that produce a significant amount of carbon dioxide, stuff like that. So you got the situation where the Democrats are the majority and they're dictating all the laws for everybody and the Republicans who are in the minority are basically subject to whatever whims the leftists want. And in this particular case, there's no real benefit that the left is getting from enacting this kind of legislation, except that they can feel like they've done something uh, historic, what they refer to as historic legislation. They feel like they're going to do something that's going to get them in the history books, and that to them is worth you know, devastating the lives of people, you know, destroying their livelihood, destroying their jobs, destroying their businesses. They're fine with that as long as they can get their name in the history books. So the, the, the few senators that exist in the Oregon legislature knew that the only way to stop this bill from getting passed is to actually just not show up to work. So they left and, and the and the police were told by the governor to go after them, which I think is, a very, is very much a fascist tactic. Okay, go arrest those rogue politicians and bring them to me at gunpoint. Now, what's interesting about this is the Democrats claim to be the party that supports minorities, right? So if you are a, more, uh, if you are a minority in America and you don't have the same rights as the majority, you need to be protected because there is a tendency for majorities to enact laws that benefit them and are inconsiderate of the suffering of minorities. That, that's typical of most human behavior, right, uh, in most societies. In America, we have railed against this phenomenon pretty, pretty uh, I think, effectively, right? So we have special rights for ethnic minorities, uh, black, Hispanic, religious minorities. We have special laws for LGBT people. Anybody who's in any kind of minority gets protected status a lot of the time. Um, even women who make up, I think, over 50% of the population are considered to have like special status in America in certain cases. But in Oregon, where I think that the minority that is suffering the most currently is the political affiliation, right? Being a Republican, being a conservative uh, has made them the most, I think, oppressed minority in Oregon currently. You know, black people in Oregon aren't oppressed. Homosexuals in Oregon aren't oppressed. There's no sort of traditional minority group uh, oppressed minority group, what the leftists would claim to be an oppressed minority, that is legitimately an oppressed minority in Oregon currently. But the Democrats don't seem to care at all about this particular minority. Protecting their rights is irrelevant because to them, they're the bad guys, right? The Republicans are the bad guys, or they're ignorant, they're some kind of hick farmer, their opinion doesn't matter, their ideas don't matter. Our ideas are the best, our ideas matter. So anyway, so I did that video, I think it was a fair characterization of what was going on, but this is how the left has presented it. I wanna show you how the left is presenting this same issue, right, so you can get a, different, a comparison. Allow me to jump in here for a second to plug my Twitter and my Instagram. 
Um, I've really upped my Twitter game lately, so if you're on there, make sure you find me. I'm at Mr. Reagan USA. So go to Twitter right now if you can and follow that. That's a big priority for me at the moment. Uh, the Instagram is more for like funny memes, stuff like that. So if you like that sort of thing and you're on Instagram, follow me there. But the Twitter is the main thing for me at the moment. Also, I've got a podcast now. All the same stuff as the YouTube show, but without my face, which is, let's be honest, sometimes better. skippity doo da, skippity day. My oh my, how I know you want to skip this next part, but please don't because I really love the company I'm about to talk about and I want to help you safeguard your money because markets cycle. We know this and we're on a high right now and what increases in value as the economy turns down? Gold. Look at this chart. This is the S&P 500 going way back to 1996 and as you can see since 2009, the stock market has been on a roll but all rolls come to an end. And you know, this is true. Markets are cyclical. We've been on an incredible upturn. Any way you look at it, the market is top heavy. So if you're relying on your IRA or 401k to see you through retirement, you may have a problem. The question you have to ask is, do you have an alternative lined up? If somebody lets loose with an automatic rifle, you don't stick around. You get out of the way, quick. Noble Gold is putting this out there as a heads up. You might want to speak to one of them about finding a place of safety for your money. Talk to them today for five minutes and see if you can bulletproof your hard-earned savings before it's too late. Call 877-646-5347 and get protected with a gold or silver IRA today. Call 877-646-5347 and get protected or get the free gold and silver guide below that will answer all your questions. Uh, The guide and the information are free, so don't wait. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. This is Vice, um, HBO Vice. I guess HBO maybe bought Vice or something, uh, which I've seen that before, but I never really thought about it, I guess. Vice is now an HBO company. Anyway, Vice News Tonight. And they have done this report. And I think the reason why it's so important to me is because this is my home. This is Oregon. This is where I grew up. The title of the video is Republican Senators Killed a Bill by Running Away from the Police. (laughs) Running away from the police. They make it sound like the police are the good guys here and the senators who ran away are the bad guys. Now, I don't think the police are good or bad in this particular instance. I think that the, that the governor, Kate Brown, who sent the police after them, I think she's the bad guy, right? She's the dictator. And the senators are the good guys. But they've, they've, <laughs> they've characterized this entire video as if, as if these senators are outlaws, as if they are, they're corrupt somehow, or they've done this cowardly thing. Everything about this title tries to cast these senators in a negative light. It's ridiculous. So let's have a, have a watch. Let's watch how this guy characterizes this, this situation. This is the story of how a bill dies without anybody ever voting on it. Ironically... <laughs> Nobody was going to vote on it. I mean, the, the legislature was going to vote on it. But the whole point that, that the Republicans were trying to make was let the people vote on the bill, uh, which is what the Democrats were fighting against. They're like, no, the people don't get to vote. We get to vote, and that's it. We will tell them what's, what they're going to do, how their lives are going to be, what's going to affect them. They don't get to vote. They don't get a say. There's not going to be you no know, campaign about this sort of thing. This is just our, our dictate, and that's it. So nobody was going to vote on it anyway except for a few legislators. Legislators, legislators. Over the weekend, a crowd gathered to support a group of Republican Oregon state senators 
but the senators weren't there. On Thursday, the state Senate was supposed to vote on HB 2020, a climate change bill. Democrats supported it. Republicans said the bill would cost jobs in rural areas. But Republicans are outnumbered in the Senate. So instead of voting, they just skipped town. I need you. The legislature needs you. The people of Oregon need you. The or- so they don't, they don't play any of the clips of the Republicans and their concerns about what's going on or how they think what's going on is unjust or how the left is just shoving this down the throat of the, the Oregon you know, populace. They just show this one guy who's old and looks a bit frail as if he's the victim saying, we need you, right, as a sort of desperate thing to make them look like the victim. So this is how the left is manipulating the story. You're only really getting one side here. Uh, later on, they do interview one of the conservatives that have, one of the Republicans that have fled the state, but they only show very small parts of the interview. I would have loved it if they had shown the, the entire interview from beginning to end. They'd asked a lot of questions. We really got to get into the mind of this Republican, but we, we don't. We only get little clips, what they choose to show you, which I imagine is, you know, I imagine they only showed the answers that they thought made the Republican senator look the least flattering. And we'll get into that as we get to the interview. The Senate can only hold a vote if two-thirds of its members are present, which is called a quorum. No Republicans, no quorum, no vote. It's a simple strategy, and both parties have used it in the past. The plan this time was for Republicans to abscond until the end of the legislative session on June 30th, potentially killing the bill in the process. But the government has a failsafe to deal with this strategy. The cops. Governor Kate Brown sent the Oregon State Troopers after the senators, to try to bring them back and force them to vote. <laughs> I, I, I love the Saturday morning children's show voice that he uses to discuss this fascist tactic. He says, but Oregon has a failsafe. They're going to send the cops out to go get the absent Republican politicians and bring them back so that they can vote. Uh, no, 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 no. That is like a very serious thing that they're doing, right? It, it, this guy treats it not at all with the gravitas that is, that is appropriate for this, you know, particular, I think, e- extraordinary measure, right? They're going to send police out to arrest Oregon politicians that they disagree with in order to force them to do something that they don't want to do, right? To force them to attend a meeting that they don't want to attend. Because what? Because they're crazy fascists. They're, they're exactly what the left claims of the right. Okay, I had somebody in the comment section at one point say, why are you using the terminology of the left? Why are you using the word fascist? That's what they call us. That's totally inappropriate. Uh, you know, I don't understand why that's a bad thing. If, if they are actually acting as fascists and at the same time calling us fascists, if they are being racist and at the same time calling us racist, if they're doing the things that they're accusing us of, why, why wouldn't we call them out for it? That's exactly what we should be doing. So, yeah, no, no, no. They are being fascistic. That's exactly what they're being, all right? This is a sort of a dictatorial move. Use the threat of deadly force against your political enemies to force them to do what you want them to do. This is precisely the kind of government overreach that we have been fighting against since forever, right? This is the kind of thing, this is the reason why we fought the War of Independence, right? This is, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, we're celebrating the 4th of July just the other day, 
right? This is precisely why, because we do not, we want our freedoms. We respect our freedoms in America. We have the freedom not to show up to work if we think that that is an effective strategy to get done what we need to get done. I think that the, the Republicans here have done the right thing. There was an instance actually where Abraham Lincoln did this exact thing. He actually jumped out the window of a government building to avoid voting. They wouldn't have the requisite number of attendants at the meeting to be able to pass certain legislation. He jumped out the window, right? It's a heroic move. It's a great story, by the way. Uh, and what these guys are doing here is heroic. And what the, the government is doing is fascistic, okay? But this guy presents it as if it's just, this is the way government happens in Oregon. No, it is not. Okay, this is not normal. This is not an everyday typical thing. This is not standard government procedure, right? This is insanity. And this guy's treating it like a children's show. But the government has a failsafe to deal with this strategy. The cops. Governor Kate Brown sent the Oregon State Troopers after the senators to try to bring them back and force them to vote. To try to bring them back and force them Senator, to vote. hey, how's it going? One of the missing senators agreed to meet with us on the condition that we not reveal his exact location. So we'll be there in uh, just a moment. All right, sounds good. All right, see you there. All right, Idaho. Beautiful state, by the way, Idaho. Okay. Right, we're going this way. Going this way, okay. This guy looks... This guy looks so out of place in the woods. He's like so uncomfortable. You know, I was wondering what happened to Kid and Play. And uh, apparently, I think, what is it? Is it Kid or is it Play that had the... You kids out there, you won't know what I'm talking about. In fact, I think they were popular for like one year in the early 90s. So almost no one will know what I'm talking about. So this is it. This this is the hideout. This This is where I'm living. It's a humble little place and... Right on the lake here. Yo, is that a police boat? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they talk a little bit about, are the police after you? Are you worried? Blah, 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 blah. In the Northwest, in a cabin. Is that all you can tell me? Well, I can tell you it's in Idaho. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're making some progress. Okay. Yeah. If the Idaho State Police decide to cooperate with Oregon State Police, and they come over here and they say, hey, you got to go, what happens? Well, that's a hypothetical. I don't think your hypothetical is going to happen. Okay. Uh, but I do have my passport with me. You have your passport with you? I do. You're going to flee the country uh, over this? Well, you know, one would never know. I actually think that's a fair question, and I think it's a great answer. He's like, look, if the Idaho police come after me, I'm going to Canada. I presume he's going to Canada because it's like Idaho's right there, and you can just, you can just skip the country. I love that. I love these Republicans in Oregon. Oh, my. I'm so happy that they are representing my state. It's a shame that they're in the minority up there and nobody cares about them, which is, again, ironic. But I, I love these guys. I love these guys. The people of Oregon essentially have spoken. They've elected these people. This is what the makeup of the Senate looks like. Right. Wouldn't going into the meeting... Casting your vote, wouldn't that be doing your job? Well, it wouldn't be representing the constituents that elected us. But it would be representing the constituents of Oregon as a whole, if they have chosen this makeup of the Senate. Sure, but we weren't elected by those constituents. We were constitutionally elected by uh, the districts we represent, and the districts we represent opposed this bill. And so the bill passed through the House, 
and our only opportunity to have any influence on this bill was to stop the vote. It's, it's hilarious to me that a leftist black guy right, is doing this interview and he's challenging the senator on these points. And actually, during the interview, he seems like he's asking relatively fair questions. He seems relatively respectful, which I, I think is actually great. I actually only think it's in the narration that this guy seems to have some kind of a bias. But it's, it's actually not the most intense of all the different propaganda things that I've seen come out of these various left-wing news organizations. Honestly, Vice is a far more balanced organization in my mind, than is, say, BuzzFeed or Vox or one of these. Um, Vice is much, they, they do tend to do things that are a little bit, you know, clickbaity. They tend to uh, do things that, that uh, are intended to get a lot of views, but they're not, they're not as crazy left, unfair, psycho as some of these other news organizations. They're not right-wing. I don't think they're even moderate. I don't think they're fair. They're left-leaning, but they're certainly better than some of the others. But to me, it's funny that this guy, who I presume you know, fights for the rights of other kinds of minorities, is, is doing a, a, a story on this particular incident um, where conservatives are the minority, and he doesn't seem to be particularly sympathetic to the conservatives, right? He seems to be more sympathetic to the, the left in this particular case, the, the majority. The argument that he makes, the, the people have spoken, right? They're doing what the people want in terms of the majority of the people in Oregon. And this guy's like, no, but my constituency, a minority in Oregon, they don't want this to happen. This would be terrible for them, right? This is exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of, the, of this video. You've got a tyrannical majority oppressing a vulnerable minority. And this black guy who is historically oppressed, you know, his people have been historically, historically oppressed, is fighting in favor of the oppressive majority and against the vulnerable minority. It's astonishing to me. If you're left wing, there are, there are no principles, Right? There are simply double standards. There is the, the way that you want things to be for the people that you like, and then there is the way that you want things to be for the people that you don't like. Right? For the conservative, we want to create opportunity for everybody. We want to try to make things just and as fair as possible. And th that's, how we, that's how we look at the whole system. It, it's what group you're in is irrelevant. Right? We're trying to make things fair for everybody. On the left, all they care about is which group is that they're supporting, right? We want things to be good for this group, this group, and this group, and we want things to be worse for this group, this group, and this group. And I think it's perfectly illustrated here. All right, let's get back to the video. When the senators left, they got a lot of support. Some of that came from far-right militia groups. And police asked for the Capitol building to be closed on Saturday due to a potential threat. But most of the supporters who showed up weren't militiamen. Carol Williams set up a GoFundMe to help support the senators while they're away. Now, this is probably the most fair assessment that I've seen in the video and that exists in this video, right? He says that they closed down the state government because of threats that they got or they felt uncomfortable or unsafe or something like that because uh, they, they heard that some militias were going to protest the, the Senate or something like that. Well, it turns out that it wasn't militia groups. It was just sort of 
regular conservative citizens, and they obviously overreacted. It's hilarious to me that they closed down the Capitol building. They were like, oh, we're scared of these militias. They're so dangerous, these right-wing thugs. But they're literally using the force of the, the government, the full force of the government, to, to go out and use the threat of violence, you know, the, the police to go out and round up their political enemies to to drag them to uh, the Capitol building so that they can ho- hold this vote, right? They're perfectly willing to use force themselves, but when they se- suspect that maybe there's a militia group that might show up, oh, then they've got to close down the government. <laughs> this is quintessential, you know, princess syndrome. These these leftist senators, they're, they're, they're afraid for their lives, for something that doesn't even happen, right? They're just, they're so utterly sensitive to this, but they're perfectly willing to hide behind the force of government to get done what they want done. What they want done is fine, they'll use as much force as they want, but if there is another force that appears to be strong opposing them, well, then they gotta, they gotta run away. They gotta close down shop, and they gotta go hide in their homes because they're afraid of a militia group that apparently either doesn't exist or wasn't interested in showing up to this. So far, it's up to over $40,000. People think they're not doing their jobs. They actually are doing their jobs. They're doing exactly what I elected my senator, Fred Gerard, as my senator. And he's doing exactly what I elected him to do. He's standing up for me. He's, He's, yes, by not being here, he's standing up for me. There is a part that does sound very strange though. It actually doesn't sound very strange. He's just saying that because he wants to make her sound silly. But if you think about it for half a second, it makes total sense. Well, you can spin it any way you want. I stand by what I said, and they are doing exactly what I elected them and are paying them to do. I love this woman. What's her name? I missed her name. Carol Williams of Marion County. Actually, that's the county that that I grew up in. Uh, I spent my earliest years in Polk County, and then I spent my uh, sort of teen years in Marion County. So uh, yeah, she was a neighbor of mine to some extent. Carol Williams, you are awesome. I hope you watch Mr. Reagan. (laughs) Senator Manning is an Army veteran who was appointed to the Oregon Senate three years ago. He was not amused by his missing colleagues. I've had bills that I want to get through that didn't make it. I didn't pull up stakes and said, okay, well, I'm not coming in to give help with a corp or anything. You know, I'm going to take my ball and go home. I didn't do that. No, of course he didn't do that. Because there's probably never been an instance in which doing that would have had any effect on the, the outcome of the vote, right? They have, in, in this particular case... There was an instance in which not showing up to work had huge ramifications, right? And so they did that. They didn't show up to work, right? That's the action that they took in order to affect what change they wanted to see made, right? This guy is saying that he's never done that, right? Uh, he's saying that uh, this is irresponsible or so. He's kind of trying to characterize it as something negative. I guarantee... I guarantee if there had been an instance where he could have made some forward progress on something that he wanted done, or he could have stopped something happened he didn't want done by not showing up to work, he would have not shown up to work, right? He's never been put in that 
position, so he's never done it. But he's he's acting like he's somehow the better man because he's not done this. Yeah, you've never been in a position where doing that would have benefited you. Okay, so you don't even know what you would have done. I, I, I would bet a million bucks that he would absolutely do the same thing if it was in his best interest. All right, let's keep watching. Because the people of Oregon deserves better. Republican senators who are gone right now, they're, for them, this is a political protest. You can protest on the floor. That's what we had debate. You don't have to run and hide. It's funny because that's exactly what you did. As soon as you heard that this uh, militia group was coming, you ran and you hid. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so don't pretend like it's like cowardly. They're not running and hiding. They're political refugees at this point, right? You're hunting them down with the full force of the police. If you're not running and hiding, you're an idiot. Even Rambo runs and hides from the police when the full force of the, the police of a particular region is after you. And by the way, Rambo took place in Oregon. So there. <laughs> I don't know what that, I don't know what the relevance of that is, but whatever, anyway. Republican senators who've left, they've said, we want to put this vote to the people. You're saying now one of the bargaining opportunities right now is to take it off the Senate floor, put the vote to the people as a compromise. That's, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like it, Maybe, it sounds like they won. It, it does sound like they won. But then the message is clear. They are willing to jeopardize your entire livelihood. They're willing to defund uh, schools, uh, social and uh, uh, medical program, uh, highway construction, highway projects. They're willing to defund all of this under the guise that is one bill. Exactly. They won. That's awesome. First of all, they won. They won. It's like the best thing ever, first of all. Their, their tactic won. So what they did was a brilliant idea, it was effective, and they won. That's the first thing that we have to establish here. Secondly, secondly, yeah, they are willing to sacrifice certain things. I don't know about your livelihood. I don't know what the hell that is supposed to be. They're not willing to sacrifice people's livelihood. They're trying to protect people's livelihoods. Okay, What they're willing to do is sacrifice government funding for a short time in order to get done what they want done, right? To protect people. They're obviously passionate about this. This is something that all of them have agreed. This is so important that they actually have to take drastic action. They didn't do this for any other bill. They didn't do this for anything else that the leg legislation was passing, right? Because in Oregon, they have this super duper majority, right? Supermajority in the House, supermajority in the Senate, and they have the governorship. So they can basically pass any laws that they want. So these Republican senators have really only one option if they want to stop any votes from happening, right? They have to leave. They have to not show up to work. But they obviously haven't done this yet unt until it came to this cap-and-trade bill because it was going to be so devastating to so many people. So obviously this is something that was, they were very passionate about, something they needed to stand up for. Okay, so this isn't just like, oh, we're willing to willy-nilly sacrifice, you know, whatever for a whim, for just like something that we don't agree with. No, it was something that was important. It was something that was that they needed to do in order to protect the livelihoods of many, many, many uh, people from Oregon. All right, let's watch the last bit here. Let's say you get exactly what you want. You're able to stop the vote and you get what you want. If this is really successful, are you worried that this might set a bad precedent 
for people. Just, oh, hey, other senators in other states, we, we can just leave. This is a pretty good tactic. Well, they have. Uh, but then it happens more. Yeah, I don't know that it'll happen more because it's not that easy to do. And um, it's very rare that you have uh, a caucus that's unified enough to do it. What if people start saying, making that decision more often? Yeah, I don't think they will, but... It's funny to me that they just end on that, right? Because it seems to me like this is a leftist reporter. These are probably leftist producers, I imagine. Uh, Vice is a left-wing company. HBO is leftist. They're all leftists, right? So why did they end on that particular line? Now, I don't think that they will. Well, the way that he expressed that, he kind of hesitated a little bit. He thought about it. This has been used in the past. It will be used in the future. Will his actions encourage it to be done far more often? So, I mean, what are you going to do? You're not going to take action. You're not going to take a drastic action for a cause that you passionately believe in. You're not going to do that because you worry that maybe other people will copy you in the future. Uh, no, you can't worry about that. You've got to do what it takes to get done what you think needs to get done to improve the lives of your constituency or to protect the lives of your constituency. All right, These guys are protecting the livelihoods of the people of Oregon. They, they needed to take a desperate measure in order to, to do that. And I'm sure it didn't really cross their minds how this would impact you know, other senators in the future in other states or other regions. This is just what they needed to do at the time. right? Desperate times, desperate measures, that sort of thing. But I think that's really the only argument that this reporter, um, that Vice, that these guys could come up with that seemed like a reasonable response. Like, th- how do we cast these guys as looking bad? Well, we'll say that they're setting a bad example. <laughs> That's the best. Okay, Senator Tim Nope had a great response to this, right? He said, you have to have um, a unified, uh, what did he say, coalition, right? You need to have a unified coalition. Everybody's got to be on the same page. So you got to be in a situation where every Republican or every Democrat or whoever's in the minority in the particular legislature, um, they have to all agree to take the same desperate action together, right? This is an extreme thing to do. So it has to be some kind of policy proposal that's so dramatic or so radical that everybody is willing to take this drastic action to oppose it. And that's a very good point. So this is not going to be done often because it's something that's only going to be done when really drastic action has to be taken and it's all agreed upon by everybody involved, right? All of the dissenting voices have agreed this drastic action has to be taken, or enough of them so that they can stop the vote, right? But I believe, I believe that the reason why they ended on that is because, <clears throat> because it was the best way to try to make Tim Nope look bad. I suspect that there was probably a good hour or two of interview footage. They probably interviewed him for a very long time. This entire video is 7 minutes and 28 seconds long. It's certainly not long enough to get a good idea of everything that Tim Nope said, and only a very small percentage of it is his interview. So they carefully extracted the bits that they wanted, which I think were probably the bits that made him look the worst. Now, I don't think Tim Nope looked bad in this in this video, and I, I suspect that's because he just didn't say anything in the interview that made him look bad. But still, with their careful editing, they probably tried to make him look as bad as possible. But I think he still came across looking fine. I mean, he's, he's doing what he believes, and I think he's doing a good thing. 
But it is strange that they just end with him saying that. So I suspect that they believe that, that what he said made him look bad. I don't think it actually does. I think probably the best thing that this reporter did in this video is to acknowledge that um, the protesters that were outside the Capitol were actually normal, everyday folks who just cared about uh, this issue. And I think his interview with Carol Williams was fantastic. I think she came across as very reasonable, passionate, political, but very reasonable. And, uh, and I think that even though I, I, I'm certain that Vice was trying to make these senators look bad, I don't think they did a good job of it. Although leftists who watch this will be reassured that they're the good guys and the Republicans are the bad guys, right? Because they've, they've done enough here, I think, in their editing, I think in their attempts to manipulate the narrative, I think they've done enough to continue to reassure the left that they're good and the conservatives are bad. But I think the worst thing that he did here was to ignore the sinister nature of sending the police out to round up political opposition, right? What Kate Brown did was so vulgar, so vile, so antithetical to freedom in the United States that this must be condemned, that it, it should at least be given more screen time than one sentence, right? He just says this one little sentence, his happy voice, oh, well, you know, Kate Brown sent the police to go round up the, the Republicans. No big deal. It's all, everything's fine and dandy. Right, kids? Let's see what Kermit says. Kermit, what do you think? You know, it's just, I, I mean, okay, that was a little bit weird. <laughs> But that's how I feel this whole thing is. I mean, I feel like he's staged this as if it's a children's show and he's educating children. This is how the political system works, kids. And it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, comp it's a complete mischaracterization of what's happening. What's happening is these conservatives are taking desperate measures against this dictatorial leftist government in Oregon. And the leftist government has reacted by sending out the police, right? They're sending out the cops to arrest these people political dissidents, right, arrest our political opposition as if we're some kind of third world dictatorship, as if we're some kind of like communist authoritarian government. This is what's happening here. The guy is covering it in a way to, to kind of gloss over it. And I think this is a reaction to some extent to coverage like mine, not maybe my coverage specifically, but coverage like mine, coverage on Fox News, coverage on some of these other YouTube channels that are kind of exposing what's happening in Oregon as dictatorial, as authoritarian, as fascistic. All right, well, that's it for me. If you like this video, hit the like button. If you want to see more like this, please subscribe. And if you hate me, you're probably a fascistic dictator in Oregon. Well, Kate Brown, maybe you should step down. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to rhyme. <laughs> All right, good night. What is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, private enterprise, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back, get out of my pocket.